there was loads of stuff that you could talk about like paintballing with Tyler the Creator or like having um Liam Gallagher like tell me some mad stories about pianos like and, and uh, there's loads of shit like I mean Warpaint once came on air and brought a Ouija board with them and tried to play the Ouija board on live radio which is technically illegal um so my because it's it, it seemed to be practicing dark arts so my producer had to run in and freak out and push the Ouija board off the off the off the counter, which is a particularly good story as well. I got a half a panic attack during it, and and Alice finished the whole thing. I was just like, guys, this is I don't know, this is just too far. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. I'm your host Connor Finn and this is a show where I get to chat to the most interesting people I know. On the show this week, I was delighted to welcome on BBC DJ, broadcaster and all-around proud of my man. It was, of course, the wonderful Phil Taggart. We chatted about Phil's journey from shifting stones in a field and throne to presenting on one of the biggest broadcasters in the world, discussing everything from paintballing with Tyler the Creator, swearing live on air, interviewing the biggest artists in the world, and all of his exciting plans for the future, whilst I tried to not have a mental breakdown. Oh, this interview was some crack to have. Phil, I've been looking up to him for so long, just someone that has basically been living the career that I'm aspiring to and again some homegrown talent um even though I won't hold it against him he's a thrown man but you know he's been doing well um but no he was so down to earth and it was just a real pleasure to interview um I think I was caught off a, a bit off guard with this one but um you'll hear all about it in the podcast so without further ado please enjoy this latest episode of interviews with the wonderful Phil Taggart well, welcome back to another episode of Interviews on the show this week. I'm delighted to welcome on fucking somebody that I, I've already swore shit, uh, <laughs> that I've been looking to get on ages for this podcast. And I'm just really glad that uh, he's taken out the time today. Uh, it is, of course, the wonderful Phil Taggart. How's it going, Phil? I'm good, yeah. <laughs> Getting that casual swear in there, just being glad that you weren't live on radio. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. I've been trying to contact BBC for years and um, I've been wondering, like, you know, why won't they take me on? And I realise it is just, I, swearing's just too part, too much part of my vocabulary, um, but to their own detriment, whatever, you know, you want some loose on. Maybe, well, I, I mean, I, I've, I've swore on air several times and managed to get away with it. So like, listen... <laughs> As long as you, as long as you apologise, you're grand. <laughs> yeah, Phil was able to do it. Come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> no, I suppose, first and foremost, the man that doesn't need any introduction, but for this lesser sake, in the rare occasion that there's some, you know, somebody that's listened to this, you know, that has found you through Come Through Me, have they been living under a rock? Maybe just give us a brief introduction to yourself, Phil, because I'm not going to do any injustice. Maybe, like, what you're known for, your background, where you're from, basically. Yeah, a very... Just tell me about yourself. Yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm from Oma, kind of Tyrone, and I have been working in music uh, for, God, like since I was 15. Um, I've been w- working in, playing playing in bands, putting, putting gigs on, um, being a promoter, being a DJ, and then working my way up to getting on the radio. Um, starting out in Radio Ulster, moving to Radio 1, then leaving Radio 1 and going to Sirius XM and coming back to Radio Ulster and um, and doing loads of uh, other stuff along the way, like record labels and 
independent podcasts and uh, books and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> be tired of saying it. <laughs> I was just about to say it. Like, I was trying to like do a bit of research and be like, right, how do you like literally introduce yourself? Do I say broadcaster? Do I say, I mean, musician? Do I say like producer? Like, I there were so many labels that kind of fell under that I was going, you know, I'm just going to let him explain it because honestly, I'll just dig myself down a hole if I try to tell somebody what to do. And they're going, mm, there's a wee bit touch more of that there. Um, but yeah, as you said, I mean, Big, uh, big old man yourself. Yeah, Throne. I won't hold it against you. I was saying just before this, I am an Armagh man. But um, I, mean, I mean... But that Throne Armagh rivalry hasn't really... It's like Arsenal-Man United. It hasn't really been relevant in about 15 to 20 years, has it? I mean, I hold it still as fiery as ever. Uh, <laughs> I don't, but, because like, Armagh are just completely... Like they're just they're just a non-entity anymore. And thank Tyrone you so are, much for coming on to the podcast, Phil. It was lovely to have you Tyrone on. behind them. <laughs> No, but I suppose like Nobody I first... challenging for anything. Just <laughs> start where you can't finish, honestly. Uh... <laughs> no, but I suppose like I kind of first got introduced to you as you're saying there. I mean, you've kind of been up through the works. You're were kind of one of the local like names that I kind of always followed through Radio One, and um, I suppose that was like the Chiller Show was where I first got like properly into like my Sunday night drives, like spin around. I remember literally tuning in, and I was like. Who who's this that that like on Radio One? Because you never really hear anybody with like a similar accent. And as you said, like you're only about thirty minutes up the road for me, really. Um yeah, or yeah. where you anyways, and I was just kinda like thrown off guard if it being like whenever I was just like spinning around those late night vibes. But um yeah, I suppose like you're kind of everything in your life kind of has been culminated around music as you're saying there you've kind of worked around and about and even your book and stuff like this i mean like like slacker's guide and stuff like that like your podcast everything's solely around music but i maybe like maybe kind of bring us back like when did you first get into like this whole broadcasting music career like was it always something that you gravitated towards and like had a passion <laughs> for because or like, sorry, I maybe triggered you there. Uh, or did you ever, you know, potentially have another path in mind? Because to be fair, I was listening to uh, the band there uh, that you're saying that you're in, Colin So Freed. I, I don't know how to pronounce the first part of it. And uh, I was really enjoying it, to, uh, honestly. Like, I mean, how does that strip off then to what is said to you, broadcast and producing everything else career? Like, how does this all trigger from a from a young man from OMA? Just the just enjoying enjoying music and enjoying records and then uh, and and watching um, MTV Two and watching uh, Kerrang and all of those like um, Sky channels that like back in back in Jesus like whatever like late nineties early two thousands and watching them and being just really obsessed with the pageantry of it and just like <laughs> everything that goes along with it like the the the, the dress up the being allowed to to shout about how much you hate your mom, even though they're these people are in their thirties. I was like, this is great. This is exactly what I want to be doing. Um, so it was like more of a case of like, of getting my friends together and, and starting a band and going, listen, none of us want to be working in like, you know, we, we don't want to work in boring jobs. We want to mm. like we'll go out and do this sort of stuff. So let's, mm. let's, let's put a lot of time and effort into it. So we did put a lot of time and effort into it, and bad. we started started the band. Me and my three friends, and we're still good friends. One of them was around the house earlier. Um, it's all right. We recorded this after the Monday. <laughs> You're allowed to do that. Um, and and they, yeah, we just played in the band for ages, like eight nine years, and yeah. then and then that was 
finished and like but halfway through that I started picking up a bit of a keenness towards media studies and and um writing and writing about music and um talking about it and and eventually got into the BBC as a as a tea boy um off a a um a a job that I got from the dole like the the dole <laughs> got people in to do media training um because <laughs> people realize the best connection they, to the BBC is through the dole like <laughs> It is. It is. Yeah. Well, it, it, it used to be, and like that—that's what people used to say to me as well. I remember like doing a media studies degree, and people were like, "Going, don't bother. Just go on the dole for six months and go and do that course. You, you'll you'll get in a lot quicker." Um, so I remember like going down to the dole office, and they were like, "Going, we're going to put you on a steps to work scheme on a building site." And I was like, "Listen, it's not going to work. Like, I, I, I'm not going to work." <laughs> um, and, and they were like, "Well." I already knew that they had that, but they wouldn't, um, they wouldn't tell me about it for some reason. So I kind of went above them and I was like, going, I know you have this and you're keeping it secret or something. Um, so eventually they got, they got me onto it and it kind of, I sort of broadcasting kind of started soon after that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And I suppose, as you said there, you like kind of came in as essentially, you know, T-boy running around, like helping things in and around out of the office. And then, was it like one day you're like, how, how does that step into, I mean, what essentially led on to like a career in like presenting and broadcasting DJ? Like, I mean, like, as you said, from total office to BBC, like BBC and then presenting and then moving to Radio 1. Like it's, <laughs> it's quite a trajectory to like somebody that me, I mean, I'm like kind of just love hearing about people's stories and especially I was one of those uh, fools that uh, paid out my <laughs> as in like student debt and stuff for because I went to like do a media degree swiftly after realizing that's literally not what you need at all to be in this industry but like how does that kind of like you know how did that flow from <laughs> moving I mean, from one it, section to the other it doesn't really like it doesn't hinder you having a media degree it doesn't no hinder, no no hinder you, like having it at all because like you know even other jobs um that are not media related they just go do you have a degree and it could be like <laughs> astrophysics or whatever you're like yeah i got a 2-2 in media studies from Colerain. and they're like sweet fine we'll fire you into the moon oh god um, you triggered me that was such a made degree <laughs> <laughs> mine was, was mine too um but uh yeah no so like i, I mean like do, do, doing that sort of stuff like it it gets you into the mind frame of like having to speak to people and having to like i mean it's kind of underrated like when you're that age so all you've mm. really done is be spoke at to, by teachers and parents and stuff like that so you've never really been working in much of a professional capacity at that stage you might like i mean i had like obviously like sort of Saturday jobs and shops and and bars and 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 things like that but you know going and doing a great degree was helpful because you just learned to speak to somebody who was a lot older than you on a on a level mm. rather than like going master can I go to the toilet do you know what I mean like it's it, it, it kind of sets you up as a bit of an adult um and then when you, you go and do that course it doesn't exist anymore sadly um it's called CSV Media I mean I would say 50 percent at least of the BBC in there all went through that course. Um, and it was just, it was just a godsend because like you learned real tangible stuff instead of like what would happen in degrees and stuff where you would learn about the socioeconomic times around it or the historical times around it, or like, you know, the, the, the thesis around it, mm. 
I mean, I kind of really just wanted to get my hands dirty and just go and record documentaries and, and go and uh, record myself and start up a station and stuff like that. Um, and that's what you did in, in, in this place. It was like, right, let's go and write, write some journalism stuff. Let's go and uh, record, do some sound design. Um, let's go make some films and things like that. And you learn, I've learned more in three months on that course than I did in three years at, uh, at uni. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I suppose like, I mean, coming on from there, like you obviously like have just done ridiculous amounts and I suppose that probably led you up for it as well. Like, you know, like being in so hands on and, you know, getting into like, you know, such an established field. But like, I suppose particularly your show and your kind of content as well, it's always kind of seemed, as you said, getting your hands dirty into the kind of like grassroots movement or, you know, always similar to kind of when I said I first kind of discovered you the reason that I kind of like have followed you know seeing where you've been going and your career and ever since I suppose it's because you don't ever like you're one of the ones that I suppose went away um over to London and didn't really shy away from the facts like no this is where I'm from like I mean does that make sense in a bit and uh, like I suppose I mean, like, what I'm, I'm kind of get, like trying to get to the point where like what was like the inspiration behind the kind of content like like what was the particular influence that like got you into like those particular roles that I feel like sued you so well for say for you know between cross line or like you know, moving into those areas where you did such shout outs for you know kind of hometowns and stuff so like the que- the question is like is it about <laughs> it's very round it's a very yeah, round there's about, there's about 12 questions in there and I'm trying to think about which one I want to <laughs> Answer first. And that's why you're I said like, we need to start like off one, the podcast right now because I. You're like one of those um, interviewers that they get. Like, you remember the co- remember like when COVID was like going, going crazy and they'd be like going, somebody from the Telegraph and they've got one question. They'd be like, going, well, I've only got one question, but I've actually got 13. So, like, so, so Minister, t- tell us a little bit about the t- today's numbers. What's that going to mean for teachers? Uh, will we be able to go flying soon? And 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 what 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 is the situation with Oxford? I'm, I'm taking the piss. I do I do that as well. But um, uh, I think like the, the in terms of like identity and stuff like that. I mean, I've, by that by that stage, I'd spent my whole time being myself and trying to figure that out, and I didn't feel like I'd figured that out, so I wasn't going to start being somebody else at that stage. You know? Yeah. So I, yeah. I think, like, um, just, just not changing too much, and I mean, yeah, I guess you you do see some people do that, but those people are normally knobs, like um, <laughs> that, that that do that, or they are they generally change and change themselves back quite fast. Mm. Um, you wouldn't be allowed to if I if I went home at Christmas and was speaking with a, a like a London accent on me or had illusions of grandeur, I would be put in my place very very quickly, either by my family or by my friends. Well, I didn't mean it as much as you, Percy, you know, <laughs> being fucking assimilated into whatever is like the London Irish kind of like scene, but like more to the kind of inspiration behind your content. Like the, you've kind of particularly stuck in, you know, I won't say like purest to music, but you obviously know when, I mean, through your podcast and your interviews and all like this, you're talking to like these musicians from like a ground level. You seem to just relate to them on to that fact that I suppose not many other kind of broadcasters that I would listen to can kind of do I mean maybe like Annie Mac and stuff like this like I'm trying to pull like similarities like what was the inspiration like behind that or was it as you said just kind of being yourself and just being genuinely like I'm, I I want to know what happened there <laughs> no I mean it's just a, it's just like a like there's 
there's different types of interviews. Like there's the, there's the sort of like grilling interviews that, um, you know, you hear politicians getting done to them every single like Sunday on, on BBC or, or <laughs> ITV or whatever. And, um, and you just have like, I mean, this isn't as serious. This is, this is music. Like it's, it's serious to the fans that are fans of the band, but at the same time, like, right. you know, this isn't particularly life or death stuff. Like the people who are tuning in to the station or my podcast, like not, there's, it's not 99% just fans of that band. There's like lots of different people who, who are either fairly interested, vaguely interested or have it on in the background or massively interested. And, and you just have to do like, think about how you create something that's, listenable hmm. and and entertaining and and like i mean there's other djs that have come before me who would hound down their their subject and they would almost answer the questions for them in, uh, in the questions but i just think it's like <laughs> it's, it's just better to have a conversation and and see where it goes from there and 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 hopefully learn something by the end of it and if you haven't learned something at least you eavesdropped on a conversation that hopefully wasn't boring <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I feel like I'm getting like <laughs> I should be taking notes now. <laughs> I feel like oh, very fucked up. Like all oh, right, this crowd there. But no, like I suppose as well. You kind of touched upon it earlier. I'm so conscious of this time. I'm looking at that clock, being like Connor's try not to fucking wind around the truths. One of my last guests on Frank Mitchell absolutely rinsed me for he's being like, the fuck was that happening there? But um, <laughs> he he, he Frank, literally did Frank Mitchell on. <laughs> You best, you best believe it oh and stunning like um i think he was not prepared for me in the slightest and uh he was just like jesus christ also i got him to say that it was the best you know thing that he'd done his career so that was a tick uh, <laughs> did, did he put you on weather watchers huh no he didn't at all i mean i've tried like a but um yeah he actually he's completely avoiding me now jesus maybe he's just trying to associate uh, <laughs> well, but then, yeah yeah, but I suppose I'm kind of like reaching back right here. But um, you were kind of mentioned there, obviously, this is the kind of career that you got into with music. But I'm kind of interested as well, you know, apart from music and apart from this kind of like route that you've been so well known for. Like, have there been, you know, before all of this, have there been many character building jobs that like you had growing up or things that maybe inform the person that you are today. I always think it's interesting just for my own kind of sake of like yeah, find out where people slot in from, especially from home. You f- like everybody does odds and ends jobs. And I feel like for especially presenting, it lends itself well if you've <laughs> kind of been through the grills of the public sector. <laughs> there's tons. Yeah, there's absolutely. I mean, there's nothing, nothing that'll like spur you on to do better in whatever field it is you want to do by doing an absolute ton of, shit jobs that you hate um I, like i mean yeah i've like worked as like the behind the bar guy stacking all the bottles um i've worked um at flipping every shop probably in oma at this stage i worked at a, at a pizza guy i worked um moving one stone <laughs> moving stones from one field to the other when i was like 13 or 14 out in the field Sorry, I, I only I, I only did that for one because they, they were going to plow the field so they like hired a load of lads to like move all the stones out and i was just like sitting on the wall like eating sandwiches chatting to all the lads while they were doing the work um it was like, like it was like some sort of like oh brother where art thou or whatever like, um and it was like five pound a day or something to for for, for moving the stones i didn't go back the second day i was just like no 
Oh, it was only one day stint. Yeah, you knew it wasn't your career path. Yeah. No, yeah, well, like I think I like I up until about <laughs> up until about Radio One, I had about twenty seven jobs, and if Jeez. you count, if you counted all of the all of the ones that I've had individually <laughs> since then, you'd be up near fifty, like definitely. <laughs> and, but the, but the majority of the ones before Radio One ended in sacking or quitting, and then the ones after either just peter out or the job finishes so yeah i think I, i've got a little bit better i think hopefully <laughs> yeah i would say you know fucking slapping around stones in a field uh <laughs> around home that definitely lines up for you know a grafting down um I'm, i mean the vicious music industry like <laughs> do you know what I mean? but yeah some some real really grind you i imagine <laughs> that's it like when you're sitting on the tills and as then as a 17 year old lad who wants to be in a rock band or whatever um, and you're getting shouted at by some like person who just like I don't know who's just like accidentally busting a liquid tab or something on your um your little conveyor belt. You're just like thinking to yourself, you're like going, where did it all go right? Where did it all go right? This is so. This is exactly what I want to be doing forever and ever and ever and ever. I suppose, yeah, I suppose that's that's kind of everybody that I've kind of spoke to as well. Like, the, <laughs> there's nothing like <laughs> putting a fire under your ass than being in a job that you literally, what, like, <laughs> the one I'm in at the moment, I won't be, like, trying to defam or slander them too much, like, because they literally are paying me and they may actually listen into this. But, like, I mean, it very much was part of the reason that I started up doing this podcast as well, where I was being like, no, man, um, I don't think I'll be tweeting about um, motorways and stuff like that. I think I think I need to kind of put something else to play it here for a moment. But, um, <laughs> yeah. It's got to be it's done. Been, huh? It's got to be done. got to be done. Do you know what I mean? Got to put food on the table. Exactly. <laughs> Especially, I'm fucking in Dublin. Like, I was being like, Christ, love gotta gotta be doing something else or else i'll be on the streets like um but i suppose no from doing what was the i see i don't see the point of like living in dublin if you're from the north with how expensive dublin is and and how expensive the rent is and stuff when you literally live like an hour up the road and you could be in belfast or whatever <laughs> well and, it's and, and, live, and like living on like a quarter of the rent that, that, okay right. don't, don't be flex on me now or <laughs> it was a character it's just, it, com- it's just complete fact <laughs> It was a character choice, I, I swear. I love Dublin, but it's just, it's just like, it's just priced everybody out. Oh Actually. man, it's mad. I mean, I first moved out here for a job that actually was sick. It was uh, with Joe.ie and it was kind of interview ones and making stuff all the time. And then, but then pandemic hit and stuff like that. And then I just kind of refused to let um a pandemic kick me out of here yet before I got to go to a proper club or before I could afford to go for like you know more than three pints in a night like so yeah yeah okay I, I get you so you haven't experienced the, the, the good side of it yet yeah yeah I mean I'm experiencing yeah very much the threshold of like how much I'll be able to deal with in the future like as I was saying if I could do Dublin or I can probably do it anywhere else like living on that yeah. nicely poverty line but do you know what spinning around still doing a podcast so forget um, but I mean Fair speaking point. speaking of horror stories maybe <laughs> um, maybe Actually, this fucking, I don't even know what I was doing this interview anymore. I feel like I'm just telling my traumas to you. What, what have you got me into? Right, people, <laughs> like, people, Jesus. Feel, people feel that people feel like they can open up to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this at all. <laughs> being and, I've back, turned but... it around. I've started, interview- <laughs> I started interviewing you. you being on the side of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm shit. But now I'm being like, what else am I going to spell out? Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I suppose from, 
I mean, everything that you've done so far, um, what has, I suppose, been the major standout moments that, like, have came from this, you know, world, you know, <laughs> from chucking around stones in the field, working in Tills Nasda, to eventually working on literally one of the biggest stations, I mean, and one of the biggest shows, like, and then as well with the book podcast, like, what, like, is there any of the biggest moments or is there a biggest moment that happened that maybe you never imagined could have been f- coming from like a wee town outside Oma? I like, think like at Radio 1, one of the biggest things was like introducing the the headliner on stage. It sounds like I'm choking up, but <clears throat> I'm just like, I just need a glass of water. Just get emotional, um, it's fine. No, no, no. Like, the, 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 like one of the best things from Radio 1 was like in, introducing... Like the, the headliner on stage at, at Derry, like just opposite the road from where, where I was born. Yeah. Um, and that was just like, I think that was like 2012, 2013. Like I, I'd literally just started um, and you could see all the people there. And it was just very exciting. Um, I really enjoyed that. And then, I don't know, like just, just like I, I had a pretty good time pretty much most of the time when I was like doing, doing shows. Like <clears throat> outside of... Um, like all the, like these big landmark moments, but actually just doing the shows is my favorite thing. Mm. Not, not, none of the, you know, traveling to here or traveling to there or like this big occasion or whatever, like actually just doing the show week in, week out and just having a good one and, and having a lot of reaction and, and being able to play good records. Like that was always my favorite thing. And it still is. And like, that's why I do a podcast where I can play whatever I want. Um, That's a, a chill based show. Um, on Spotify called Chill Debates, which is all one word. If you want to go and listen to it, um, all right, already plugging in, Jesus. <laughs> everybody always like waits till the end of these podcasts when to, to plug their stuff. When you need to be plugging them at the start, when the retention rates high, come on, like let's let's let's, let's be talking sense here. Um, Connor, um, but but yeah, I think just like actually, like I mean, it's such a boring answer, but it's it, it's true. Like there was loads of stuff that you could talk about, like paintball and Tyler the Creator, or like having um, Liam Gallagher like tell me some mad stories about pianos like and, and uh, there's loads of shit like, like that, <laughs> don't but... say there's loads of stories and then chalk out fucking like weird like mad stories and be like well I could talk about that but I won't tonight <laughs> it was the time that Paris from the horrors came on the show I mean you was going to be difficult before we started so instead of letting him be difficult we put him in a <laughs> compromising situation which think come thinking back on it just wasn't a good idea um instead of doing the interview straight up we decided we were going to play table football with them and do the interview while playing table football so it was me and alice levine doing an interview with forrest who's like six foot six dressed like something out of um uh tim burton movie and he's playing he's playing table football with us and, and he, he's really not answering the questions and he's being proper morose and I just like asked him something like really boring about like his new album or something. And, and he just starts talking about his anti-schizophrenia and mental health problems within the family and like all this real dark shit going back. And we're just like, how are we playing table tennis on live air talking about this? This is so weird. I got like half a panic attack during it and, and then Alice finished the whole thing. I was just like, guys, this is, I don't know. This is just too far. <laughs> and then, I mean, Warpaint once came on air and brought a Ouija board with them and tried to play the Ouija board on live radio, which is technically <laughs> illegal. Um, so my, because it's it, it seemed to be practicing dark arts. So my <laughs> producer had to run in and freak out and push the Ouija board off the, 
off the off the counter, which is a particularly good phrase. <laughs> But yeah, no, we won't mention any of those kind of words. Like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> but like, even like the fact that you're like being able to kind of chalk out those situations, so which was kind of like almost like blase. Like, I feel like that just like speaks to the limits of like the mad stuff that obviously you've kind of went into, and especially like with your podcast as well. Like, I just listened to your interview with Kojak there recently, like, fucking insane, like, with like absolute love of stuff. But like, people mm-hmm. like Bob Geldof, like, Haim, like, V. Fee Bridgers, like Biffy Clyro, like, uh, like to me, can like from the outside, I'm just looking and being like, holy shit, like, and but as you said, like, whenever you're kind of faced with these things so costly, I mean, like, does anyone really stick out, or is it very much just like you just enjoy meeting the people behind it? It's it's less about the kind of grandeur of them and more about the like, you know, the actual person. Not really. I don't. I don't. I don't get that that starstruck with people anymore. I mean, like maybe Tom York, I got pretty starstruck with a little bit, but even then, it was okay. Um, I don't. Yeah, that doesn't really happen because it's been it's been my job for like ten years, and it's like after doing it for the first couple of times, you rationale it in your head. Go, well, this is what my job is to do. Um, mm. like if I had like a a phobia of chicken and worked in a Moy Park in <laughs> Dalkanen, it would be pretty hard going to work. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes you just need the rationale in your head going, okay, this is what work is and this is what I got to do. Um, yeah. uh, but like if I was to meet like a footballer or like a comedian that I really like or something, I mm. would be clutching at myself and I'd be like, oh, oh my God, Katrina, can I do something? Um, but like with musicians, it's never really been like that because you just know it's 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 what my job is. And, yeah. and you're doing it so regularly as well. I mean, like you're normally doing about three or four interviews a week. So like even I interviewed Graham Cox in there for the Slacker podcast, which will be coming out, God, whenever I can get around to editing it. Um, <laughs> and he was an idol growing up, a total idol of mine. So, uh, but it didn't feel weird. It was just like, here's a dude that I'm going to speak to for a wee bit, and yeah. we'll see what comes out of it. Hopefully, something mad. Hopefully not. Yeah, and I suppose as you're saying there, I mean, everything's you know, you, you might get the chills right, you know interviewing like a comedian or you know somebody else you're looking up to and I know you, you it was before I started recording but you did say interviews biggest fan um Ozzy I, I knew you were kind of like preempting be like Connor I just want to you know I, I I am a bit nervous about coming on speaking to yourself tonight like because you're pretty pretty big in this whole scheme of things yeah um, number like- one comedy interview in Albania I'll, ha- I'll have you know um <laughs> that's, that's not my you in Albania <laughs> I absolutely did not. I interviewed um, a flat earther. Do you reckon in Albania? Like, was it the Apple charts or is it the Spotify charts? It was. It was the Apple charts. You might want to check to see whether they actually like have Apple products banned from the country because it could could be like your ma or something going on passing the flight. (laughs) You know, it probably was. Yeah, that'd be the only iPhone in the country. You're like, well. (laughs) 100 percent retention yeah exactly well to be fair now it was an interview with a flat earther so i imagine it's just a whole load of albanians now are just proper alt-right uh apparently that's the st- what the stats are telling me so uh that's that's sick okay, the interview uh, with the flat earther was good crack yeah um <laughs> bit, bit intense like and, yeah i mean i've got yeah lots of feedback oh, from have it. you ever met a, have you ever met anybody who's into conspiracy theories that's not intense i don't think i have <laughs> I mean if you're like generally if you feel that strongly about 
anything that you think is made up you're you're generally quite an intense person like i I haven't met too many sort of casual people who are like it's covid thing's a bit made up isn't it oh yeah that's not a quote for me by the way (laughs) that's that's the side right of the episode (laughs) you're hearing from my lawyers But I suppose, like, that from all of this as well, you know, all the big moments, I suppose, like, have there been any, I suppose, like, horror stories that have came from, like, working in this particularly field that's, you're in the spotlight, you know, you're on live air and you're so particularly, you know, in within this media sphere, like, have there been any major shit moments that, you know, because all I see, and I suppose all that a lot of people see, especially with social media, is, you know, you see the highlights, you see the cool bits. But I'm sure, like, yeah. all there's other parts. Yeah, absolutely, man. You can't work in the media without, like, um, it kind of eat, eating you up a little bit. Because if you work in a, if you work in any industry that has maybe 15 jobs for about 150,000 people who want them, mm. like, you know, that's going to create a, a really... Um, a really like feverish pack of people who are like coming for your for your neck at like all given times and, Bit hostile. and not only that <laughs> and not not only that like but like there's like also you know changes of of management uh, and po- politics within within companies and this is what works for all jobs in in in, in the creative sphere and yeah like i mean it can be especially with freelance as well it can be a feast or a famine or it can and because it's a job that you particularly enjoy as well, means that you take it home with you all the time, which means that when it's going really well, you're obviously a good person to be around. And when it's not going very well, you can be a very difficult person to be around. Um, but you just have to get better at that. Not just getting better at, at um, figuring out work-to-life balance, which is quite difficult in, in, a, in the media, but not as difficult in a pandemic because you're not floating about the place, running about, trying to do interviews when you can do them all on Zoom. Yeah, you're you're not having to, you know, fly over to Albania or anything to like, you know, get up your podcast and charts or anything like that. Like it's it, it makes it a wee bit handier. Wee bit, wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose, like, I am so conscious of the time, and I, but I, I think we're doing pretty well here. But I suppose, like, with everything that you know is said and done, this, I mean, from all the crack that you've been doing, and now you're back, you're back in home turf now. I mean, like what does the future hold for yourself Phil? like are there any like big goals <laughs> out of you know all the crazy shit that you've done and like you could still continue to do that like you want to achieve yet like is there anything yet that is a bucket list or what what was the future kind of got for you yeah i've got a couple i've got a couple of things that like i'd, I'd really like to do but i've been on the the media carousel for about 10 years and it's exhausting um so i have five i'm doing nine shows a week at the minute i'm doing five for sirius xm which go out on their alternative station um at drive time mm. monday to friday and then i'm doing my radio ulster show um my chill the beach show my slacker show and and some of the patreon shows and stuff too so that that's it that's all i need um for at least the summer and then mm. um i'd like to have a just record shows not really take on any more projects not write any more books not do any um more silly events and stuff like that and just like just concentrate on making some good good content and good radio for for a little bit and then maybe next year maybe the end of this year start pl- plotting and scheming some new stuff but at the minute i feel like i feel exhausted after 10 years radio one i kind of <laughs> just need to make some shows and just enjoy myself a little bit and get some some of my pasty legs 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> no better place to get some sun on you oh, rather than like, where are you be? You're up in Belfast now, you can't argue. In Belfast now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Club, Club Tropicana of the, of the Celtic Isles. <laughs> Casa del Ormo Road, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. <ya. laughs> but yeah, I suppose that's it as well. Like, I mean, you've been on the go for so much. Like, if you, I'd be surprised if you didn't, like, take, like, an opportunity to obviously step back and just kind of be like, how the fuck up, lads? Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, it as I said, like, it just, whenever you're just talking through all the bits that you able to and you know even highlights and stuff you're almost saying it's so blase that you're being like that was literally about you know 10 years of your life that was like go 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 like i, I mean I, I would i'd want to slow down as well maybe <laughs> i do I feel like, well the thing is like I, I don't i don't want to slow down a bit like overall but like i think just like a little bit of taking stock and a little bit of just doing shows and, and mm. getting away to some places and, and just hanging out and, and mm. with my friends and stuff it's because it's very good being, being home when you've been away for such a long time you kind of see Northern Ireland in a much prettier um, way than you would have before I left or before I de- definitely before I left. I was like, mm. I couldn't wait to get away from the place when I was like 23 and I couldn't wait to get back to it 10 years later. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose just throughout this kind of podcast as well, like, I mean, not to like, I just uh, have a little game that I like to play with my guests sometimes where I've kind of been taking down little notes of things that you said kind of throughout and uh, I wonder if you play a little word association game before I finally give you an opportunity to plug everything else that like we oh, and then official everything like that because I'm counting down the fucking minutes and then being like holy shit um, <laughs> how many times can I swear um, but yeah are you up for it literally buzz fire I just wrote down some words throughout this there's a good couple now but just give me your first impression as soon as you hear it okay yeah sure yeah that's a long wind way of saying it okay right all right to go right let's go Let's go. First and foremost, cl- oh, fuck, I don't even know how to say your band's name. Clinso Parade. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, indie pop. Asda. Um, green. <laughs> <laughs> Drumra. Drumra. Um, the church. <laughs> Across the line. Riggsy. <laughs> <laughs> Slacker's podcast. Here, Slacker's podcast. Come on, we can't slack. Uh, uh, Johnny Marr. Chill the, chill the beats. Smooth chill. And finally, Finderviews. Giddy. I really should have written down like there were so many other names there that I was being like checking through and I was going like I can't say that I can't say that and literally all this game is to get the person you know to the end to be like yeah yeah, good sick whatever (laughs) (laughs) and I just pulled it up you have to get up pretty early in the morning to get an interview no so you do (laughs) well Phil I think I've just about got to clock but like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this has just been one of the weirdest podcasts i feel like i've told way too much about myself not let you speak <laughs> and then I, I like i just feel completely thrown off but i mean this is, this is great this is like one this is like one of my podcasts where i've been interviewing you <laughs> yeah like, jesus christ yeah when's this coming out should i plug myself no i suppose if people want to keep up with all the stuff that you're doing you know as you're saying or with all the things that you got planned for next year 
in the rare occasion, as I said, <laughs> that somebody's found you through coming through me, where can they follow all your bits and pieces? Where is the best place to see what's going on? Everything, Phil. Uh, well, you can follow me at um, at Frank underscore, underscore broadcast. It's Frank Mitchell. I'm on U105 um, every weekday uh, morning from nine. Call 02890333105. Um, I'm an events organizer. And, and You're like reading this off as Wikipedia or something, aren't you? <laughs> reading it off as Twitter, yeah. Bastard. So, so yeah, just follow me at Frank Broadcast. Um, no, you can follow me at Philly Taggart, P-H-I-L-Y-T-A-G-G-A-R-T. Go and listen to my new show that's on Spotify only. Um, it's called Chill the Beats, which is all one word. Um, I do a slacker podcast. I'm on BBC Radio Ulster every Friday, and I'm on Sirius XM across North America Monday to Friday at drive time. That's a lot of things, a lot of places. You'll find me somewhere. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't take all that, that time, slag me off. For, <laughs> Frank follow, me on, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and you'll see there. <laughs> Yeah, and um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on to the show. I'm completely throwing off. Have I put you in? Have I, have I made you have a breakdown? I, I swore to myself I'd never I think so. You're being like, well, yeah, if you put it like that, Connor, why are you living where you're living? Yeah, all right. <laughs> right. No, honestly, it has been a pleasure. I kind of said it's not the start. I kind of start, you know, this podcast off to chat to people that I was just interested chat to that I've always kind of lined up so honestly get you on I appreciate anybody that takes out time to chat to a wee spacky nordy kid at the end of the day so um honestly it was it's a pleasure even to get you for a wee bit here and uh hopefully hopefully you have a, a good evening I, I think I need a fucking smoke or something like Jesus <laughs> <laughs> that's it for me Frank Mitchell thank you very much for listening to interviews uh and all the best remember oh, if you want if you want the weather look out the window be good bye 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 thank you so much again for tuning in to another episode of interviews please do remember if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes to give us a like comment share subscribe and if you can a five star rating on whatever listening platform you're on that stuff helps so much you have no idea so please do remember to do that also it always helps as well if you never want to miss another episode I am on socials on Facebook Instagram Twitter TikTok YouTube wherever else and if you give us a follow on any of those then that'd be lovely as well and you can keep up to date with everything interviews and yeah you can also get in touch and give me any suggestions who you would like to hear on the show until next time again cheers for listening this far in the show (laughs) and I'll chat you later Bye.